Hello yeah. there. Welcome back to another episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. My name is Eli. And I'm Jacob. And we're back. We're back with another great episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. We got a special episode today. I know we had been very secretive about what this was going to be because we hadn't figured it out truthfully. <laughs> uh, but we are continuing our watch of deleted scenes. We're going a little bit. I I, I realized we're, we we did some weird stuff because we did prequels and we did originals. People expect us to do sequels, but no, we are doing. The Clone Wars. We're going, we, we did our two-year trek over the Clone Wars main stuff, and now we're beginning our mini trek over the Clone Wars deleted scenes. And you're like, wait, the Clone Wars has deleted scenes? Yes, the Clone Wars has deleted scenes. You can find deleted scenes on YouTube for both the Clone Wars movie and every single season of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, except for season one. And credit to the user we're going with, we use the compilation videos from Mr. Anderson 0001's channel. Go check them out. We'll leave a link to the videos in the description, but we use, the, we use those videos. We have four deleted scenes to talk about from the movie, and then we have a smattering of scenes to talk about from the from the season two, which we're doing because there's no season one deleted scenes. I checked. Yeah. yeah. It does. It does. It is worth noting as well that some of the some of the uh, the season two deleted scenes actually do show up in the episodes in their on demand form. They were scenes that there were there were scenes that were cut from the original TV Cartoon Network airings for time constraints, and then there were actually a couple of them were reinserted back in later on. And again, these are nothing major. Yeah. Just a few seconds. But if if anyone is going to go look and is confused why why some of the scenes are are unfinished and some of them are finished. The finished ones were cut for a different reason than the unfinished ones were. Yeah, absolutely. Clear. But should we should we get started with this one? Yeah, it's been a while since we talked about some deleted scenes. I know. It's always fun to take a look at them. I know. I love talking um, about deleted scenes. Our first deleted scene we're looking at from the Clone Wars movie is a deleted scene called Through the Tanks. Through the tanks. What what are your impressions on this deleted scene? Also, in this scene, a memory refresher for anyone who might not remember. In the Clone Wars movie, Anakin and Ahsoka are attempting to go behind Separatist lines in order to take out a shield generator that is creating a shield bubble, protecting the Separatist column that is advancing on Republic forces on Christophsis. They do this by hiding under a box while all the separatist droids and tanks roll by and this is just a short a, a short interjection to this scene a little added in where they're just well they're, they're basically just scrambling around between a bunch of the i'm not gonna know exactly what the vehicle is let's see let's see wait i think i found it it is the NRN99 Persuader, Persuader class, class droid enforcer. I knew as I knew as soon as you said the number. Yeah, wow. It is a mouthful. That's a big. That is a mouthful. A big brain fart on my part. I know that. I just yeah, that just faded. Wow. Okay. NRN99 Manu Persuader class droid tank. Yeah. Manufactured by the Techno Union. Don't give that up for free. Epic confrontations. You didn't uh, players. You didn't hear that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> My, my bad, my bad. I can't, uh, no, be, I'm okay, I'm can't be leaking leaking intel. <laughs> that was a that was yeah. a potential question down the drain. God, I mean, it. it still God, could be, it, but like you know, it's fine. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Our question um, writing team has has found different ways to get very very wily with their questions writing. You don't want to cross them. 
You don't want to cross it's me, honest... but you definitely do not want to cross Connor and Donovan. Yeah. So for this scene, I think it adds another layer to the scene for sure. You know, another another segment of the sequence. But honestly, the idea it doesn't really fundamentally change anything about what's happening in this scene. They're they're dodging yeah. some tanks, but ultimately the, the, you go straight back to the same situation, which is oh, they've they've yeah. duped the separatists, they've hidden under a box, and now they're gonna go run and go have some more shenanigans. So for it's, that reason it's very goofy, yeah. Yeah. I would say just do it. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually going to say put that scene in there. Really? I'm gonna say put that scene in there. I think I think it just because everything you were saying. I know every. I know everything I was saying is that oh, it's inconsequential. It doesn't matter. But that's exactly why they can put it in. You know, it's just another little, another little part. It yeah. shows you know, Ahsoka, Ahsoka kind of scrambling around. You know, showing a little bit of her uh, her inexperience, and and it it plays perfectly into the dynamic that Anne and Ahsoka have in the Clone Wars movie. So I see nothing wrong with it. I say put it in. So, you know, sometimes I like the inconsequential scenes, sometimes I don't. This time is a definite no for me. Just just can't do this one. But let's get on to the next one, which was intense. The fight in the Rancor pit between Anakin, Ahsoka, and Ventress. Holy crap. That was a... I thought it was a great action sequence. And, like, you know, we got to see a full fleshed out fight between Anakin and Ventress that I don't think we got in the movie before this. I think, like, this is the only time, like, they really go head-to-head, like, one-on-one in this movie, which is nice to see. I also think, did you notice that that Ventress mentioned something about last time we we faced off to Anakin? I did mention that. I wrote that in my notes, because I was thinking about why would they cut this? Because it's a big action scene. It's a, it's a hefty sequence. They didn't They didn't just cut it for no reason. And the only reasons that I can think of aside from any number of non-Star Wars-related pacing or what have you, is does that put too much strain on the canon, or is that too much of a leap for them to take to imply that Ventress and... or to say that Ventress and Anakin have met and fought before? Or does this potentially... I, I can't actually remember. It escapes me. But later in, later on in The Clone Wars... Does this undermine another meeting between Ventress and Anakin? I'm thinking maybe on maybe the Battle of Kamino in season three. You know, that's uh, a big they have uh, a big dramatic I see no reason. there, but I'm struggling to I'm I'm struggling to consider why because I, I, I actually can't remember when Anakin and Ventress first meet in the Clone Wars. So I'm, I don't I'm remember anything of why. the sort. I, I really don't. I, my thing was like you you know where that brought me right is to Tartakovsky. Oh yeah, of is course. this On like, like I, I, then, right? Yeah, I think that was referencing that, which I love that little reference to that. Any closer to Tartakovsky being canon, absolutely would love. If you want to hear Agreed. me, <laughs> by the way, quick little plug. If you want to hear me talk more about Tartakovsky Clone Wars, I was recently just on a live stream on the Nerd Herder podcast. With our friends Boop and John from the Nerd Herder, and our our and friend of the show and Epic Confrontations writer Mr. Connor Chikiti, we talked for an hour and a half about the Clone Wars, the 
Tartakovsky Clone Wars, and it was fun time. So put the, we'll put the link in the description. But what's your verdict on this scene? My verdict. Yeah. I will say, you know what? Go ahead, go ahead and throw this scene in there as well. I'll say throw it in as well. I think there are some potential difficulties, you know, with Tartakovsky Clone Wars no longer being being canon, unfortunately, with explaining explaining the the quip about them having met first and that. But to be honest, I just think it's a really creative, it's a really creative and exciting scene. Them dueling on the Rancor's back is amazing. And I really like actually getting to see Ventress's saber staff in action where she slaps her two light sabers together attaches them back to back and starts spinning it around like a modified darth maul i think it's really cool and sometimes that's all you need hell yeah my verdict is hell yeah both of us are <laughs> yeses on this one yeah fair enough my, my thing with the clone wars movie is if it's not bad like if, if it's not bad i will do it like the Clone Wars movie is is a movie I have a very complicated relationship with because I there are some things about it I really do like. It's just not like the overall narrative flow is really iffy to me as iffy to me. And even as a even like as four episodes of the Clone Wars put together, it still is It still just doesn't work for me in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, I forgot to mention that in Through the Tanks, I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, it felt very jarring going from Bad Batch to Through the Tanks. That animation is so choppy. Like, I'm seeing now more than ever, like, how rudimentary that 08 animation was. Tell me about it. Jeez Louise, tell me about it. I mean, going back to look at this, I, w I wasn't so much jarred or disappointed by this. I was just even more appreciative of the Bad Batch, of Season 7 of the Clone Wars, just thinking, man, we have come such a long way in less than a decade and a half. It really is just a completely different ballgame now, what they can do animation-wise. It's so gorgeous, and it just... I mean, seeing that, it honestly just makes me so excited for the, the, future, of, the future of Star Wars animation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know everything about this this fight scene was really great. We're both playing it as a yes. Moving on to platform droid fight. Ooh, the platform droid fight. The platform droid fight. This is an interesting one. So yeah. Ahsoka and Anakin here, they actually fight a vulture droid in walk mode. Is there any other time we actually see a vulture droid in its walking mode in the Clone Wars besides just being parked? Do we actually see one walking around? Because I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure if we do. TCW as a show, we do in Sith. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I, I'm not exactly sure about in TCW. But like, uh, yeah, it was it was rare. You know, like, it was a, definitely a rare occurrence. Like, it popped up as a rare occurrence for me too. Again, love the action of the sequence. I think uh, I think the action is really energetic. I think that you know the action in the Clone Wars film is often overlooked, and I think it is usually very good. You know, if not the most memorable. But, like, absolutely battling a walking vulture droid, like, that's the innovativeness, that's, like, the great stuff that we know Clone Wars for. I don't think it should be a surprise to anybody that it's a yes for me. 
my verdict would also be a resounding yes. I think it's an excellent concept. It's a really cool idea, much like Ventress, much like Asajj Ventress, you know, actually wielding her saber staff. I think it it's a great example of something that we know can and does happen, but that we don't really get to see on the screen all that much. And it's really exciting to actually get to see that. And so for that reason, even though Ahsoka's line, as she's hanging off the side of the platform, her even though her hanging in their line oh, is yeah. a bit much, even for Clone Wars, even for the Clone Wars movie standards. Really, that seems, those standards, that, that it's seems a bit much. For, for... <laughs> it's a bit I, much. I mean, um, keep in mind that Anakin's first line in this movie, and I only know this because we wrote a question about this for an EC in the past, is keep in mind that Anakin's first line in this movie is, they're back! Okay, fair enough, but even so, even so, it's faithful to their dynamic in the movie. It's faithful to who Ahsoka is in this movie. Yeah. You know, them after the fact, jabbing back and forth about it. Anakin saying, oh, you were just being a decoy for me. Like him just him just pulling that after his brand new apprentice almost falls off a 3,000 foot cliff while battling a 20 foot tall killer robot. It's something else, man. It's really something else. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely throw this scene in there. Big fan of this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's yeah, it's a yes for this one. Final one is the cargo bass. They're taking off from Teth, Ahsoka. I forget exactly what the context is, but she needs to like like I think she needs to close yeah, she needs to close the cargo bay door. And she conveniently misses a button on the on the on the console that could have done it, and then like almost gets thrown out of the ship several times. And Anakin and and Ahsoka's like, took care of it, Master. And Anakin's like, there's a button you could have pressed. And she's my like, conspiracy theory is, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. And then she's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what my conspiracy theory is about to be, Eli? Oh no. My conspiracy theory. I'm not the first person to come up with this. I'm sure. My conspiracy theory is that Anakin was actually trying to conveniently just. Get rid of Ahsoka, just so that she would stop bothering him, and then he he had to cover it up when he realized that his plan hadn't worked. <laughs> that's my that's my tinfoil hat so. moment for today. I that's don't my think so. Moment for today. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't actually think that. I don't think it's. Yeah, Jacob has now been there. into an Anakin truther. <laughs> hashtag hashtag Twilight Gate. Hashtag car, hashtag Cargo Gate. <laughs> hashtag Cargo Gate. What was the no, real I, first cut, Filoni? We want to see it. Where's the no, real first I think, cut? We know you're no. hiding it somewhere there, Dave Henry. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go infiltrate Skywalker Ranch. Find that. Find yeah. that joint. They um, can't. They keep. They can't keep us all out. Yeah, but no. Once again, I think it's a a cool scene. I think. Uh, I I think it is a great example of that Anakin Ahsoka dynamic, and their their kind of tension in this in this clone wars movie so i i think i think it's honestly a good scene and deserves to be in the movie it doesn't take up too much space it doesn't take up too much time doesn't take up too much space it doesn't demand too much it's just a little reminder of how things are between Anakin and ahsoka where ahsoka is making silly mistakes and Anakin's kind of exasperated by it but he's also just happy to let her make those mistakes, see what happens, and 
maybe she will want to go home and he can be left alone. You can help put your conspiracy theories in there. I said this one as a no. That, that's not even a, that's not even a conspiracy theory, though. I think like Anakin clearly doesn't want a pot one at this stage of the game. That's that's part of the story. That is not a conspiracy theory. I may say some crazy stuff about Anakin, but that is not a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I know that he doesn't want one, but I don't think he'd try to kill one. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That, well, that wasn't what I was implying. I think it just illustrates that dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then can- canonically, I don't think we can say he was trying to drop her out of the back of a spaceship from 30,000 feet in the atmosphere. I don't think, I don't think Dave Filoni would say that's what he was going for. <laughs> now, whether or not, whether or not if you asked him in private, that's a different story. Yeah. But I don't think he'd go on record saying that. <laughs> anyway, no, but I'm I'm going I'm going with a no for that. It, hashtag it, release the cargo cut. Hashtag release the cargo cut. I, I I'm I'm just not fully can you know it's it's kind of inconsequential in my opinion. It just doesn't like do it for me. Yeah, I'm going no. But, I'm gonna go yes for yeah. the reasons that I outlined. Yeah, I assumed. So let's 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 go. Should we go to season two? Yeah, I just want to say first of all, Eli, when I was watching these scenes, was it just me? Maybe this was just me, but I could have sworn that every single one of these scenes, aside from maybe the Rancor scene, I could have sworn that they were all actually in the movie. I could have sworn it before I watched these. Interesting. I I and I I I I did not have they, that experience, I guess. Really? I'm not sure if maybe these scenes are mentioned, maybe, maybe frames from them are in a reference book somewhere or if i read about them previously and i'm not remembering i think reference book is pretty likely actually it wouldn't be the first time that a reference book has mentioned something mentioned something that then becomes a bit changed yeah from a deleted uh, scene or something in the final product just because of the just yeah just because of the the nature of you know they they have to merchandise as quickly as possible and they have to they have to make these books before they actually uh, release the movie. So yeah, I I would say keep personally, but I, I I could also very easily understand why you would not want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I I will say that that as we're gonna talk about very soon, I'm sure a lot of the season two scenes felt very similar. I'm not sure if they if all of them were featured in the episode, but like there are definitely a lot of like alternate takes of stuff that are just extremely similar. And we will probably gloss over a lot of those. But again, again, but again, there are a lot of them. So, you know, that's probably for the best. Should we get started on season two? Let's get started on season two. I'm not exactly sure how we want to do this. A lot of the, there are very, very, there are very many scenes to pick from. Many of which are less than two seconds long and absolutely inconsequential to even the most discerning of Star Wars canon nerds. Absolutely. I'd like to do it episode by episode. Let's let's start with Holocon okay. Christ. Why don't we? All right, let's, let's get Christ to it. has two has three scenes. Toto decoding the Jedi Temple shield, Jedi Temple on high alert, and Bane giving Toto orders. Let's let's do our verdicts first and then we can say any like okay. extraneous details. I will do my verdict I will say my verdicts first if that's okay. Go my for verdicts it. Go right are ahead. no no and yes. 
Mm. I would go with yes, no, and no. Okay, let's let let's discuss what what do you like about the Toto scene from the beginning? I think it's a it's a very small scene. I think Toto's voice is hilarious and you know what i just changed my mind because i don't yeah. think that the way that he got through that ray shield i don't think that that would hold up and be consistent with how they work in the rest of star wars i'm and pretty it sure it's pretty many... similar in that episode honestly yeah he just touches he just touches it in a certain spot and it magically dissolves so i think that would raise raises a few too many awkward questions for the rest of Star Wars to answer. Okay. So so it's so that one's a no too? That was a no for me. I'm triple no. Yeah. Okay. Um yes. Mine only my only yes was Bane giving code orders. I just thought it provided some interesting details and I like the little beat, honestly. Yeah. Nothing real it's That's these fair three these three are really just extended versions of the scenes we already see in Holocron Heist. I love Holocron Heist as an episode, so I'm I feel like I'm automatically I, I feel like automatically I'm inclined to want more of it i feel like fair enough fair um, enough let's go to cargo of doom two from cargo of doom deleted vulture droid attack and cad bane opens the holocron in order mine are no and yes mine are actually yes and no the opposite interesting what let's would you have to say about the vulture droid attack that it, well first of all this is i think did i miss did i misname it the, the the deleted vulture droid attack i have as the name so yeah mm. um okay. for, for both of these don't have only have rough animatics they don't have the full animation scheme i don't really like cargo of doom as an episode as much and this was just like bereft of a lot of context and i, I just can't say i like it that's just that's just like yeah. i didn't add anything for me so that's yeah that's fair enough eli that is fair enough However, I have two words, three, I have three words for you. Oh, no. A-T-T-E's in space. It's just too darn cool for me to not like it, quite frankly. Okay, I have five words I love the scene from the Battle of Bothui with the A-T-T-E's yeah. on, the, on the asteroid. I love watching them drop onto the ship. Yeah. I just think it's cool. That's all, that's all there is to it yeah. for me, to be honest. I, got, I, I just got... think it's cool, and I'd like to see it. Yeah, I got th I got five words for you then. Miss me with that shit. Fair enough. Fair enough. I should have seen that one. Um, should have seen that coming. But, but for me, the cat. I have thing two I'm words for you, Eli. Yeah. No, you. <laughs> Uno reverse card. No. Wait, if Yoda said that, would he say you know? What would, what would Yoda? I feel like I think he would just Yoda. say no, you, because not all of his lines are back. But anyway, I was gonna talk about Cad Bane opening the holocron. I freaking love my my favorite thing about that little detail that that little scene is is it's it's just like he's scrolling through the list of like we don't even know who any of these kids are, but we know that they're force sensitive and their lives are about to be put in huge jeopardy because Bane is like like about to round them all up for the Sith. I mean, it leaves the episode yeah. on a very ominous note, and I I quite like it. That's why I said yes for it. Yeah, I said no just because I think it opens up too much of a can of worms if you think about the canonical galaxy-wide implications of opening 
the holocron containing a list of all the force sensitive children or many many of the force sensitive children in the galaxy i think it just has too much potential to to undercut a lot of empire era content or make it not make as much sense i don't think it's a good idea to do that so i will say no yeah okay Let's see. We, our next episode is Senate Spy. Two scenes. Padme glances over shoulder and alternate ending outside Palace. It's a double no for me. It's a double no for me as well. I have to say the first the first scene is just it's literally just Padme glancing over her shoulder at literally Clovis. It's really the title describes yeah. literally everything that happens in the scene. It's really just absolutely nothing. However, I think the second scene. I, it's interesting. I think we see Clovis kind of rush out at the last second and put himself in harm's way, turn on his ally in order to get the antidote for Padme, which yeah, it which he does in another, the final episode. Again, it I'm adds not another exactly, element to his character yeah. that he's willing to do that though. So it's yeah, interesting. I, I'm not exactly sure. I, I'm not 100 sure about like what's different between this ending and the actual ending because i remember like the actual ending being very similar so that's why i said no but yeah, it, yeah, it let... is similar it is very yeah. similar but without further ado let's get to a uh, weapons factory second episode geonosis arc weapons um, factory okay three scenes alternate episode introduction ferris ahsoka extended dialogue and extended anakin luminara discussion my 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 verdicts for this were no, yes, and no. My verdict would be, this is difficult. I think I'm going to say no, yes, maybe. I genuinely can't side, decide for the Anakin and Luminara one. I genuinely can't decide. Okay, I'll give you till like the end of this this part. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'll need figure to, it out once yeah. we talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, the, well, I don't know if you, you noticed this, but they called... Luminara Unduli instead of Master Unduli, Mistress Unduli, which made me very uncomfortable. That's interesting. I, I always assumed the title was uh, gender neutral. Yeah, I think uh, I, I like Master being gender neutral, and I, and, I, and I don't like Mistress. Like Asajj being... Ventress, her droids call her Mistress. Yeah, Luminara but like, but like they're they're Jedi villains, Master. so they can kind of get away with that. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah so I. So that's. So that that. I, I don't really like that, but the Barris Ahsoka extended dialogue was inter like I I I like the line like Ahsoka's like no to Barris nobody's giving you a grade for this, which is incredibly exemplary of Barris's arc in that episode. That she has to realize that these are matters of life and death, and thousand percent she does not have to do everything perfectly. If it gets the job done, then who cares if it wasn't executed one hundred percent to the letter like Luminara wants her to. And, you bring and up, I think you bring up a great point. I think you bring up a great point. That's a great way to look at it. I think I think it actually really perfectly mirrors, not perfectly, but it is a great foil to the Anakin and Luminara conversation that we see as well. Yeah. My thing about the Anakin Luminara discussion is I don't like, I don't know what's different. I don't recall what's different between this and the actual scene. I don't. So when it's one of those situations and I can't get any new information from it, I'm like, so no, no, thank you. For the for the extended Anakin and Luminara. Yeah, for the extended Anakin Luminara discussion. I think it just kind of takes it in a different direction. I think it really, honestly, 
I think it connects well to Marta's sister's backstory because obviously yeah. you're thinking about them when you're thinking about Luminar now. I think there's such a good point to be made, such a, an interesting question to be asked about Anakin's attachments and how they are perhaps rooted in, among other things, they may be rooted in greed and, and his fear. and fear and his desire to protect, to protect those around and protect his loved ones may actually come from a desire to control what is around him and to control exert control in order to prevent loss and obviously luminara is all about letting go so i'm actually i'm a bit, i'm a big fan of that one i'm i'm still going to say no just oh, because you're going to say it, no you're going to say no it just doesn't make Anakin sense luminara yeah that, okay. it doesn't it just it just doesn't make sense okay for the it doesn't make sense for the the level of difference that there is between that and the actual scene for the next few, I'm going to hand it over to Jacob, because if you recall, I cannot watch Brain Invaders. Like, oh, yes. Charles. Brain Invaders. And, um, so There were four of them, right? There were four of them? Were there four of them or three of them for Brain Invaders? I got five. I had five there were five but... of them? Okay. It's possible It's possible that I miscounted or misinterpreted cut, but we have the alternate introduction. There is absolutely no real difference here. Give me So the five scenes we have, as Jacob just told me, Alternate introduction, medical frigate hallway conversation, deleted worm scene, extended Barris Ahsoka fight, and Ahsoka wakes up. What are your verdicts on these? Because I don't have a stake in these. Alternate introduction, almost no difference whatsoever. Do not keep it. Medical frigate hallway conversation. It's a fine conversation between Ahsoka and two clones. They invite her and Barris to play Sabacc with them. So that's some that's some cool world building, I guess you could say right there. But overall, nothing really happens in the scene. It doesn't really add anything, so I'm going to say no as well. The deleted worm scene, I guess literally just one extra shot. So I would say no. And then the extended Barris in the circle battle, it would have been neat to see. You know, it takes them over some different some different terrains, some different textures. You know, they're they're fighting their way through the reactor room. And it, okay, it, cool. it, brings, it brings some good variety. You know, it... it drags out the fight a little bit but ultimately i think it's still pretty just knowing the episode it's it's riveting enough and the point of this episode isn't really to have a giant massive fight so i think it's just fine the way it is i'm gonna say no for that one as well for ahsoka waking up i think it's not the biggest deal again as a scene you know we just see Kit Fisto kind of reveals some information about the brainworms. See Obi-Wan reassuring her that thanks to her heroics, the clones are safe. Not much more to it than that. So I will say keep that one just because it kind of wraps up the episode a little bit better. Ahsoka, she gets her props. It's just a good way to end it. So no, 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 yes. No, 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 yes. Great. Let's talk about the greatest episode of Star Wars, The Clone Wars of all time, The Deserter. The Deserter has two deleted scenes, thank God it does. And I'm going, there are the alternate edit to the opening montage and the commando droid snipers. I'm going no yes with this one. Okay. Wait, what are you going with these two? I'm going to go with no yes as well. Let's talk about the alternate edit to the open mo <laughs> opening montage. Did you notice who was doing the narration? I believe that would be dave filoni that is unmistakably best, dave that is unmistakably doing his dave. best, best impression doing the best impression of the intro real voice doing his absolute best impression Can which we have dave do like is, a narration is pretty of wonderful all, like, like a recording of all of the clone wars narrations 
just to go, hey, it's It'd Dave. It'd be great. I would <laughs> look at Dave. I would love look that. at Dave go. <laughs> look there, at the there, man go. There aren't many things I'd rather see than that in yeah. Star Wars, to be um, honest. But it, it, it's but, it's 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 again it's 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 not very it's not very different from the opening montages I remember. It doesn't provide any crazy new information. So that's a no for me. Commando Droid Snipers. It's just an extended shot about like an extended like build up to the Commando Droid sniping Rex before they get absolutely punked by before they get absolutely punked by the other clones of the five oh first on Salukami. It's more deserter yeah. content, and that's a yes. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't, I don't care enough, if it's yeah, one of the I, main um... characters literally taking a shit. If it's more deserter content, I'm in. Okay. Now that that would be some very interesting, very interesting world yeah, building. I, yeah, I'm um, sorry for getting into that one. We're not get, we we're not for Star Wars bathroom scenes until like 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 bathroom scenes is and but. Like in live action, it would be Andor, but in animation, it wouldn't be even later until Rebels in through Imperial Eyes. Oh, that's right. It's a wedge, wedge Antilles, right? The Antilles first. What? The Antilles. Ex- no, it's not through the Antilles extraction. It's double agent droid. Double agent. But it's droid. wedge until it's wedge until it's wedge until it's an AP five. Yeah. Yeah, uh, wedge Antilles makes history by becoming the first Star Wars character ever to use the bathroom. Actually, well, <laughs> technically, like technically not, but because because I just realized the reason why I was thinking from Imperial Eyes is because uh, at the beginning of the episode, Callus washes his hands. Oh, fair enough. He uses a sink. He doesn't go to the bathroom. He uses a sink because we have that we we have the we have the the first person view shot of you know yeah. him looking in the mirror and him washing his hands and being like, holy shit, I gotta keep a little profile on this. Anyway, this is not about Rebels, though. This is about the Clone Wars. Let's go on to the Mandalore plot. Two deleted scenes. Free Vizsla conspires with Count Dooku. Satine saves Obi-Wan. In a rare twist of events, I'm going yes and yes for this one. Ooh, very interesting. I think I'm going to go yes and yes also. I love these scenes. Yeah, wait, actually, wait. Give me a second. Yeah, yeah, I said yes and yes. I I'm, I said yes for Pre Vizsla conspiring with Count Dooku because I love the sound of John Favreau's voice. That's the Fair entire enough. reason. Um, and uh Satine saves Obi-Wan. The dulcet tones. <laughs> I, I I fucking love John Favreau's voice. I just do. Anyway, and, and then the the Satine and Obi-Wan scene, it's because their banter is really great in, in the scene and I always we always their banter is great. I uh, agree. We also love we all love some Satine and Obi-Wan banter. We do. We do. We sure do. <laughs> yeah. Should anything else to say? Should we go on to the next episode of the Mandalore arc? Let's do it. Voyage of Temptation. Obi-Wan destroys assassin droid an alternate scene of Talmeric and Dooku. It's no and no. Yeah, me too. They, these scenes don't add much. They they, they don't add They're much. They're just tidbits. I, I, I like, like, it, again, if it wasn't for the sultry dosit tones, dulcet tones of John Favreau, as Jacob kindly mentioned before, I probably wouldn't have put previous like combined with Count Dooku because I can't stand all the like seventeen thousand different times where like a, a henchman for Dooku is like, "Hey man, we got this in the bag," and Dooku's like, "You better not fuck this up," and they're like, "There's no way I'm gonna fuck this up," and then they fuck it up. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all of that's <laughs> all of the Clone Wars. You know, it's adventurous, it's grievous, it's it, it's most the, the worst offender, one. like like Tamsin. 
Yeah. Darts Dinar slash Maras Sintel in Nigeria. I think OC Sobek has to be the worst. OC Sobek is. He's got to be the worst defender in this this thing where they just they just say some stuff to Dooku and then just completely miserably fail and face plant trying to follow yeah. through on it. Yeah, OC Sobek is OC Sobek <laughs> is one of the best ones. Freaking like. I'm trying to think of other good examples. Uh, yeah, King Rash in Onderon is is a fantastic example. But let's go on. If if you don't have any more thoughts, then should we do the final episode of that Mandalore arc in season two? Let's do it. Duchess of Mandalore has three, which are all kind of part of a deleted like C storyline, as far as I could tell from this arc, as from from this episode. Anakin speaks with Masameda. Padme challenges Mothmeta and Republic Fleet Orge stand down. I say yes for all of them. So do I. I absolutely um, loved Anakin's conversation with Mothmeta. I like the storyline think... in general. I think I think it really illustrates how. Go, sorry, I kind of. No, I think you're. Right. I think it really. They're not huge scenes, but they definitely really bolster the storyline and bolster the message and getting that message across. You know, I think it's a great example. For this Anakin and Masameta scene of, you know, Masameta convincing Anakin that you know the Republic has to send this many ships to the neutral, the neutral planet of Mandalore, not to invade it or subjugate it or or anything like that. No, just to just for its own safety, you know, just for its own safety. Um, who does, who doesn't a like restoring example. a bit of freedom? You know what I mean? Who who doesn't like yeah, that? But I th- yeah, but I think it's 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 such a good example of Palpatine's leadership and how how well he can manipulate the Jedi and the Republic into just doing his doing his bidding and it's only when people look too closely that they realize something is wrong, but they they never look too closely for some yep. reason. Palpatine makes sure that they don't. Also, absolutely hilarious at the very end, the clones getting off of one gunship and then immediately sprinting on board another gunship. Yeah. My favorite thing about this is 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 I love the expansion is of of Masameda's character because we really do see that like it does feel like like obviously Masameda is the one talking but the words are from Palpatine like oh a hundred percent they're they're Even in lock like they they're in lockstep right now and it, it, Palpatine like this has made it very clear in other stuff but this even further confirms it that if it comes from Masameda it comes from him and. I, I like seeing that like a bit like further fleshed out, especially just because, you know, again, again, Moss Ameda has the story. I feel like, and again, we don't know this completely, but like, you know, he was, he was freaking, he was the vice chair of the Senate under Valor. And I believe at one point he probably had a, had, had some decency, but he fell in with Palpatine and, you know, a meta in Legends, and I believe in canon too. I find it hard to believe in canon that he wouldn't. In Legends, he knew Palpatine was a Sith Lord, like very early on. That is fascinating. And in canon, I'm pretty sure that's the case as well. And again, like like he he is, it's one of those things where he's a pawn, but like unlike a lot of others of Sidious's pawns, he knows he's a pawn and he's happy to do the work. And that is, and and, and that's just a really interesting character, like. Especially like somebody like Moss, who's not like he's a different perspective on it because he's not the kindly old man. Oh, don't you think? No, this is you know this is he he is the this is what the chancellor believes. This is what I believe, and this is what we got to do. 
Yeah, absolutely. But it, but like secretly manipulating behind the scenes because again, he knows that this is one of Palpatine's schemes. He knows that everything is one of Palpatine's schemes, and he sells all of them extremely well. Absolutely, he does. I agree. I really like this scene as well. And then as for Padme challenging Ameda, the only thing I could really think of was how on earth did people not realize? How on earth did the clones, politicians, whoever it was, anyone in that kind of that uh, that little that little inner circle of the the Jedi Council and the the senators and the the Chancellor and everyone, how did they not know about Anakin and Padme? And Padme literally turns to him and says indignantly, I thought you weren't leaving until the morning. Well, I'm like, come on. Well, Palpatine, I'm pretty sure, knows. I mean, Palpatine knows, but the other ones, at least, the other people. There. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's, 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 it's getting ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. I kind of shared all of my thoughts about this storyline with all of them. So if you have any other thoughts about the final scene, go ahead. But I... Not at I, all. Let's keep okay. it moving. Let's keep it moving. Next, we got a scene from Senate Murders at the end of Senate Murders, where basically, and I lo- and I, I, I gotta say, this is a yes for me. Love this scene because for me, like, <laughs> it's Palpatine using it. Like, this is my favorite thing because Palpatine. This is one of the very few things in the Clone Wars that Palpatine did not manipulate, and yet he still manages to turn it into an advantage for himself. He's like. But my dear, with all the attacks on the Senate, don't you think it's prudent to increase security? And she has gotten like senators, like like non-interventionist senators, non like hawkish senators, like Mon, like Bale, and like Padme, to like like in light of like a mentor's death to vote for something that is basically against their principles. It's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely fascinating how she does it. Uh, yeah, and 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 he and he does it like almost effortlessly. Yeah, it's um, it's incredible to watch. It, 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 it's, it, it's it's Palpatine being that puppet master, and you, and and it's it's incredibly evil, but it's incredibly just fascinating to watch. Yeah, it's it's what makes it's. I mean, it's a core tenet of the Clone Wars. It's a core column of what makes the show, that underlying tension that it brings. And those amazing moments are part of what makes the show so fantastic. So I absolutely agree. Yeah, you're saying yes too? Yeah, I'm saying yes. Okay. The episode (laughs) ending for Cat and Mouse. What's your verdict? Jog my memory on this one. I'm I'm starting to have trouble remembering. It's just clones carrying the... Relief in the stealth ship to Bail Organa oh, on Christophsis. It. Yeah. It's a rough animatic. Anakin's there. Frankly, this scene, you know, it, it it's just a conclusion where Anakin gets to use this stealth ship. Cool, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and... like made... Sorry, go ahead. And and, and and that's cool and all, but I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, the animators are just like, I mean, we made this model. We got to use it. We had to use it somewhere. I mean, I mean, we made the model. What else do you think we're going to do? <laughs> Recycle it? Exactly. Um, exactly. I don't think it adds too yeah. much, personally. With that, Bounty Hunters, which is an episode I love, Bounty with a scene Hunters. that I hate. Alternate Embo death scene. Because you remember, in the final episode, Embo did not, in fact, die. Embo was just critically injured, and they made a point of saying, oh, yeah, it was just a bad shot to his arm. And yeah. he got fixed up. It was heavily implied in this version that he was going to die. 
And I think that was the first introduction of Embo as a bounty hunter, as a character just ever. And he would have been relegated to basically like Serapis status. We would have never have seen him again. And Embo's too cool for that. And so I'm rejecting this flat out. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think the scene is super necessary. I think I think no, it's all right. It's nothing special. I'll take issue with it in the same way that you do, but once again, it's not it's not really that incredible to me either. I, I just really like Embo and I and I and I I and, love Embo, man. Yeah. But and this wanna, kill this character. Who doesn't uh, want to go snowboarding on their hat? Absolutely. Then we got the 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 sequel that is that is the the second verse of an arc we got the Zilla Beast strikes back with two 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 scenes a strategy in the Jedi war room and trapped in Palpatine's shuttle two places where I would not really want to be and for both of those reasons <laughs> I'm saying no yeah I gotta go with the double no as well I'm in lockstep with you they just don't add that much they yeah really they just don't add that much yeah. Let's look at R2 Come Home. We're nearing the end of the season. We only have three scenes left. R2 Come Home, deleted scene of R2 and Jocasta New, and deleted scene of Space Gunship Rescue. I said yes and no. This was tough for me. This was very, very tough for me. I love the, the Space Gunship Rescue, actually. I think I, I'm going to go with yes. Double yes. On double yes. I absolutely love the the rescue with the the wires and the drama of Ahsoka almost falling out. And I think it's a great it's a great representation of the wolf pack and what they do as aerial aerial specialists that they bring their gunship alongside everything as it's crashing down. It's I think it's great. I think it's great. Okay, cool. And finally, we have the alternate Boba Fett Mace Window ending. For um from the episode Lethal Track Down the season finale. Oh boy. Um, where fucking Boba spits on Mace. He is crazy. I love that. Like this is this is way more of a deranged Boba Fett than we see in the actual episode cut. Like they toned him down. They were like, you know, look, I understand what I did was wrong, but you started it when I killed my father. And but this was like, no, you killed my father, you son of a bitch. Like, 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 I hope you don't misconstrue what you're doing is right, because it damn well isn't. And the fact that the teenage Boba Fett spits on Mace Windu is so hilarious. I'd really like to know your motivations if you said no on this one. I don't like the spitting, personally. You don't like the sitting, me, spitting? You don't it like makes the... me un- it makes me uncomfortable, and I really like the the wrap-up scene that we have for it. I really like the one that I'm we got, the, personally. Yeah, not, I'm, I, I gotta say, I will, I will clarify this. I do like the one we got. I like the you're going to have to from the in, the the original one. Like I I do, but come on, Boba spitting on Mace. So that's a yes for me and a no for you. Yeah, we have a pretty mixed. We have a pretty mixed spread for this one. Jacob said no for Jacob said yes for all four of the movie. I said no for two and yes for two for season two. Jacob said, let's see. 20 no's and the rest yeses, and I said 15 no's and the rest yeses. If we remove the ones that Jacob watched on his own, that would be 16 for 16 no's for him and 15 no's for me. So we were pretty much like, we, we, we had a lot of the same opinions. We had a lot of the, like, the, like there wasn't a lot we, we clashed on here. 
Um, but it was really interesting looking through a lot of these. There, there's some great stuff. I'm excited for season three and beyond when we end up doing more of these because I know season three has a great deleted scene with Darth Bane and Darth Revan on Mortis. That's completely oh, that, that new. Is, that is going to be and, very interesting. And like, it, like absolutely, we did not see a speck of it in the episode. Oh, yeah. We got the animatics already. They were they were all ready to put Darth Bane and Darth Bane in the Clone Wars a full three seasons before they act- eventually did, and they were all ready to put Revan in the Clone Wars. But that then they decided go nah. crazy. But that's not what we're doing next week. Next week, episode oh, eighty nine of Star Wars in a Galaxy. We're going back to the Bad Batch, baby. Common ground, Devil's Deal, rescue on Ryloth is what next week's gonna be. And until then, you can. Follow us on Twitter at In a Galaxy Pod, Instagram at Star Wars In a Galaxy. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We will be there if we are not. Email us SWInAGalaxy at gmail.com. Follow my personal Twitter account for as long as Twitter's still alive, frankly, at OchiFan327, also on TikTok. In addition to that, follow our trivia spinoff show, Epic Confrontations. We're releasing a new episode on Monday. Buck versus Jerry comes out on Monday. Ooh. I had so much fun recording this match. This is what I want Epic Confrontations to be. And I'm so excited for the future of this show. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is not living up to my expectations. It is exceeding them like beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm so grateful for everybody who's involved in that. You'll see Buck, you'll see Jerry. You might see a few other faces in there. Who knows, honestly. Any, that's the thing about Epic Confrontations is anybody could show up. Anybody could show up. But I think that's it. I guess the only thing left to say is, until next time, may the Force be with you. Always.